Welcome to Head to Table, the comedy podcast where each week, two friends design a brand new short-form tabletop RPG before your very ears, and then playtest it. I am Tom Snowden. And howdy, I'm Tom Rawson. Well, hello there, stranger. <laughs> How are you doing? Not bad, not bad. Been uh, playing a lot of Red Dead recently. I see... Yep, well, you seem just the same as always. I've made changes in my life, Tom. I'm a woodsman now. I'm an outdoorsman. Why you want a podcast, then? I live as an outlaw now, and this is, uh... <laughs> this is no longer head to table. This is, uh, head to trail. Uh, it's Ooh. my... It's my cowboy podcast for fellow podcasts and other such types. We just round up cattle and... No, nope, no rounding, just, uh, just stealing. Stealing and shooting varmints. Uh, and also running side missions for all manner of strange folk. How much of Red Dead Redemption does actually feature cow mechanics? I suppose... <laughs> I mean, don't you know, there's been a lot of cows. I've definitely seen and investigated lots of cows. <laughs> investigated? Um, yeah, yeah you, you can. You can sort of learn more about the cows and stuff. Um, and at one point, I, I hopped into a... Uh, this is not a spoiler for Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, I hopped into a pasture and got aggressively butted by a bull. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. For a second there, I thought you said aggressively buttered. Like, you know, he's just getting you ready for for toasting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or even just, yeah, like, buttering me up. Like, well, mm. aren't you a strong cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> Lipstick applied. Like yeah. Smoochy face. Um, well, Tom, I'm going to ignore your attempt to turn this into Head to Trail. Um, and as always on Head to Table, I will start with our returning segment, the Tom and Tom game Nomicon. And this week, Tom, I was wondering if you could explain the term house rule. Mm, yes, a house rule. Uh, a house rule is when, it, it, you probably heard of this already, actually, I think a lot of people sometimes have these for their various board games they play with their family. It's simply a rule that might not be officially in any of the core books or rule books, but you will decide in the house that, that is how the game is played. So, for example, a common one that I think we've always employed, Tom, is if a dice comes off the table, it don't count. You pick it up, you re-roll it on the table. Absolutely. Okay, Tom, so I have a pitch for you for this week's idea and it comes from uh, originally just a, a clever name as with all of my best ideas <laughs> just uh, I was thinking about the word role-playing game and I thought what instead of you know the notion of a, a role uh, a role in which you play a, a character instead it was a role like a bread roll <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so a game where you play as a bread roll, okay? Well, initially I was thinking, yeah, a la, a la the kind of uh, the the indie game on, on Steam, I Am Bread, where you play a slice of bread trying to escape from or manoeuvre across a room to, to get yourself uh, toasted. But instead, I, you know, the more I thought about this idea and it uh, 
germinated in my in my mind um i started to think a little bit about the the great british bake-off as well um the, the sort of hit reality tv show oh. where, where people compete uh, to to produce better and better baked goods um and uh, and that experience so it's actually quite a complex tale i have here tom uh, okay. if you'll uh, entertain me you got me spin me a yarn the year is 2021 uh, season twelve of the uh, the Great British Bake Off is is well underway, but for the first time in its uh, in its history, it's experienced a a significant decline in viewership. Uh, there is a lot of pressure on on all of the the main the main entertainers and the cast to try and to try and bring numbers back up. Mm. And Paul Hollywood, in his infinite wisdom, decides to do the unthinkable, uh, and he sets a weekly challenge like none other before. He asks for the contestants to try and create bread life for the first <laughs> for the first time the forbidden Sen- bake <laughs> it is it is the forbidden bakery arts bake nomancy <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah unleashing these these terrible forces paul hollywood asks for these 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 contestants to to create uh, sentient bread beings and much to everyone's horror it works but not as they expected. The destruction is near total. Great Britain is now a horror island. Breaded abominations, perhaps abominations, stalk the land (laughs) with with, uh, sticky fingers, uh, (laughs) uh, seeking only to destroy everything in their path. (laughs) The British people have been forced back within the... The remaining Roman and medieval walls of Colchester, which have been reinforced, the last bastion of humanity in this baked good wasteland. So envisage here a a crossover between the Great British Bake Off and Attack on Titan. The the remaining (laughs) people live in in Colchester with with breaded entities stalking the land, um, this post-apocalyptic nightmare uh, trying trying to destroy things. The Great British Bake Off is is still going. It's it's a year later, and the the next series is is due to start. But but unlike its its traditional, uh, it's still traditional, going after what happened last year. Unlike unlike its traditional format, it's now become essentially the Hunger Games. Um, <laughs> young aspiring bakers, the most reviled uh, section of surviving humanity, are sent out into the wilds under the under the guidance of of uh, a grizzled and surviving Paul Hollywood, haunted by the spectre of of Mary Berry, who uh, forewarned him of this consequence if they moved to Channel Four. Mary Berry, the soothsayer, know this, Paul. If you move to Channel Four. <laughs> It yeah. will be the end of us all. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, he's he's tormented by by those visions that the, those those voices, and he uh yeah he he has to he organizes groups uh, platoons of of young bakers under the Great British Bake Off uh, banner to to head out into the wilds to hunt down the only remaining food stuff these living half-human, half-bred monstrosities that are that are that that track the wastes um and uh and they have to bring down these creatures and bring ingredients back uh to bake into better and better baked goods that will be tasted by paul hollywood reviewed uh, and then <laughs> and then if you win you're allowed to live and remain within the walls of colchester uh, and if you fail you are you're sent out again to the the trackless wastes 
and so yeah that's that's my that is my general pitch what do you think tom i don't know about general it's 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 very specific i love it uh it's my favorite thing that we do an episode where we get one idea and then just throw a completely different angle on it i think it's fantastic i love the lore i love the world you've built and i'm very excited (laughs) to build a rule set around it wonderful in my head as well like paul hollywood is the kind of bizarre emperor king of colchester uh, in a kind of Mad Max style where he's like built himself a suit of armour out of like cake pans and like lost his mind slightly he's like bakers the time has come open the gates send, the- send forth the riders <laughs> yep exactly exactly that okay well if you if you're on board Tom then then I think what I'd like to do first is perhaps we could head to a new segment I've created uh, entitled Bread to table. Okay, Tom. In this week's bread to table, um, I've got a I've got one uh, bakery related question to you. Uh, okay. for you. So, one of the most popular uh, brands of, of sliced bread in the UK is Hovis. Mm. Uh, now, Hovis actually, their name is derived from two or, or a number of words uh, brought, brought together um, in, into into one single word. So it's like a, it's like a oh. portmanteau of, of words brought together to make to make the word Hovis. So I've got four options for you. Uh, only one of these is correct. Number one is Hovis a portmanteau of homely vittles. Oh, that's good. Is it perhaps number two, hominy vis? which is Latin for the strength of man. Number three, is it Hollywood's violence squad? (laughs) (laughs) Or number four, is it homine vitus, which roughly translates in Latin as I bring them life. Wow, these are some four very good options, I must say. I like the idea also that Hollywood (laughs) didn't try to like... (laughs) mask it with any kind of like noble name he like completely accepts that they're living in like a post-apocalyptic wasteland like this is the violent squad <laughs> hey man coming up with vis words was very hard so you know it is very good um i'm gonna go with number four the hominy visa <laughs> well if you knew your latin you'd know that that was completely incorrect because i just butchered latin i have no idea how to make something say i bring them life oh, i just no. guessed uh it is in fact hominy vis which is latin for the strength of man whoa that's yeah, like bizarrely mighty and like Mm. archaic and very fantasy-esque as well indeed in fact what i will decree for our game is that the greatest knights of hollywood are now known as the hovis oh that's so good (laughs) yes the hovis knights or just the hovis i like it wonderful well uh i'm sorry you lost again there tom you're not very good on these these segments i really Um, suck at these segments man yeah well the next segment i do for you is going to be extra fiendish just to to get you back (laughs) wonderful okay then tom let's start making some gameplay mechanics so i think there's quite a lot to unpack here uh or to 
bake <laughs> here um, mm, to cook But there's up. a lot of ideas baked in already. There are, and I think that although it might <laughs> seem quite... Oh, God. Uh, a diff, difficult... Di- Diff, diff a cake. Uh, I can't do that it. That sounds a lot worse than you're intending. If I heard diff a cake, I would not think difficult. Okay, well, my point being, there's a lot to do. I think, first of all, let's shelve the elements of uh, fighting giant bread monsters, which although sounds very exciting, like let's that's a whole other thing. I think the real unique aspect here that might be good to focus on is this, like, monster hunter-esque crafting mechanism where we're stripping these baked creatures of their constituent parts to then create a new culinary creation absolutely so so i think a, a good way to split this game is a short initial section where we have you go out into the wastes um mm. and there's sort of some like perhaps randomized element to see what kinds of baked creatures you encounter and what ingredients that means you harvest yeah yeah um, and maybe there's sort of another element of like a randomization element for the for the quality of those of those ingredients. Um, mm-hmm. So you get like a, a randomization to see what you encounter, and then a randomization to see like how potent the the creature is. Yeah. Uh, now what I was thinking is maybe you play uh, the the head of the squad, right? Yeah. Um, and you have uh, a number of hit points, I'd say, but in this case, your hit points are just literally the number of bakers you have left alive. <laughs> And so really it depends how many how many like baked like you know bodies. how many lives will I spend <laughs> yeah, exactly. for the best icing. Yeah, it gets very very difficult to you know succeed the fewer and fewer people you have uh, and and at the end you you still need someone to drag back all of the goods to the uh, to to the walled city of Colchester. Yeah, yeah. Um and then yeah, I think once you return and this is where it gets a bit tricky because I've not really figured this out yet. What I want is some kind of cookery like cookery mechanic to determine how well you create an overall baked good uh to present to paul hollywood who will taste test it as king uh mad max king of colchester in my head he's got like he's got a giant throne he's built as well out of like discarded ovens and he's got like no fielding on like a, a chain attached to the throne like dressed in yeah. rags like the master uh, will see your cake now yep with like just a jester's hat maybe exactly um, yeah. bells <laughs> ringing um Ooh, jingle 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 <laughs> so tom uh, what have you baked for us then maybe we should break down any baked product into like a few elements that you can then focus on if you know what i mean maybe you get ingredients from the from the the monsters mm. and they add like certain they always add certain numbers to these mixture you create yeah so let's say you harvest uh, uh, a giant baguette creature yeah um it might be that it has like let's say the stats are something like i don't know filling um a cake for example can be you know yeah filling topping and like sponge i guess yeah, but I like the idea of it being like just a three like core stats so that the ingredients we harvest, so you add the ingredients together and then modify them a little bit using your, your sort of abilities at cookery. And maybe the aim is to try and be as even across these numbers as possible. Like if if anything's in too greater proportion, it like it outweighs the other things. Perhaps then one of these key components could be moisture in some way the idea you know Mm. you want it to be soft and 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 tasty but you don't want a soggy bottom yeah 
okay. So yeah, moistness. Um, yeah. How about how about just uh, flavoring? Flavoring. Okay. Yeah, I like that. So moistness, flavoring, and mm. I guess like um, like it's just kind of like the texture itself, right? You know. Um, yeah, maybe texture is a good good shout. Yeah. So I think I think you want to bring them all up to as high as you can get them overall, but they need to be even in doing so, is the way I'm thinking oh, about it. Oh, so okay. The, the higher yeah. they, like, maybe it's like the um, the total points you get is the is the middle number. Of the three, right. Yeah, but you subtract... Subtract the difference between the highest and the lowest just from the sum total. Because I think that gives you a bigger range and it also lends right. the idea of like yep, perfect. high, yep, high yep, quality yep. ingredients like if you've got the real best flavoring it doesn't even matter if like that difference is is quite big so i want one other feature of our baked goods which i don't think is a stat that, that feeds into the numbers but because of the world we exist in i'd like one stat that's like abomination so i think whatever you've baked you're gonna have to need to describe like some feature of it that's kind of partially alive like maybe it has a a blinking eye on its side or it has one arm that frantically tries to like grasp for bits that you cut off it uh, and pull them back oh my god that's (laughs) horrific basically i don't think there's anything you can bake anymore in this world that doesn't have like some you know element of uh of abomination baked into it is that maybe a final skill check when you bake it at the end of the day you're trying to minimize the amount of horrific mutations and like that's comes down to your skill as a baker in some way okay so my notion would be that you as a baker have like two pools of stats um you have stats that allow you to like combat creatures um and you have stats that allow you to be a good baker and it's a balance it's a trade-off between Mm, the two yeah you've got to be both to succeed in this fierce world yeah exactly but you you know you can't you kind of have to choose one to emphasize over the other right and the idea is that with your baking skills once you've got back all of the ingredients you take checks to see how well you do the baking now if you've brought back ingredients and the sum total of them is it means that you have like a big difference between texture and moisture let's say mm-hmm. um overall and that, that's quite a big range you can use your baking skills to try and like Uh, reposition those points so you might be moving an excess of moisture into texture or on a success you can choose to get rid of an abomination that you'd normally get as well ah okay okay and does an abomination then like lower your overall score is that the idea yeah i think i think an abomination will just be a flat minus along with some narrative description of how the abomination uh attacks insults or otherwise uh, uh aggravates paul hollywood <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> he's got like a, a jabba's palace style like trap door in his castle <laughs> yeah exactly exactly Don't feed him <laughs> to the danish swirl pit <laughs> exactly and it opens up like a sarlacc style it's like giant tendrils it's like the the, the swirl unspools <laughs> it comes, like, yeah. grab you with a sticky finger like no no you could just see multiple other people stuck on the 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 iced surface of a danish swirl <laughs> uh, like steadily being dissolved or like screaming in pain so and mel like giving narration of the whole thing like <laughs> oh it's got him now always giving him a sticky finger oh stop it mel <laughs> mary mary please do something Mary! <laughs> Mary's long dead. Only the ghost remains, haunting oh, Paul Hollywood mercilessly. 
There can be only one. <laughs> Maybe that was it when like this t- the town was first resettled. There was like a, a civil war between Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood. A la like wow. the, the BBC team and the Channel 4 team. And like a great war was fought and Paul eventually won. <laughs> <sighs> God, poor Mary Berry. She it was her it was her trust that did her in as well. I think exactly, Paul Hollywood yeah. betrayed her. He, I, it, yeah, it was a deceptive bread wedding style uh, to, to <laughs> meet with her. Wedding. <laughs> I love this world so much. Okay then, so we got our baking component. So I like the idea. We're going out. We're killing monsters. We're harvesting components from some monsters. You can then return back to the citadel of Colchester uh, and perform the bake. Yep. And I agree. Um, yeah, perhaps this is just some some baking stats uh, to do so, and then you present the final thing to Paul and see how well it went. So mechanically, I think I think I have a, a sort of rough idea here of how to sort of do the rolls. Yep. So I think we'll just keep it simple and have them be a, a 2d6, uh, sort of standard Powered by the Apocalypse approach. So six or lower is mm. a, it's not it's right. It's certainly fail, apocalyptic. Yeah. Um, so six or lower is, is a definite fail. Seven to nine is a partial success. Mm-hmm. And a 10 plus is is a full success. Yeah. Um, and I think the stats that you have, so I think you just have two stats, which are fight and bake as oh, a person. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and those stats as a person, I think you just get to a lot, let's say, um, a total of five points between those two. And what they mean is how many rolls you can make in each of those encounters. So in the baking one, if you've got three baking points, then you can choose to make three baking rolls to try and uh, address or, or, or correct the the stats here, the, the stats of your baked item, Okay, uh, if you see what I mean. So you can make three rolls then to, to attempt to re, recalibrate your your goods uh, and that would mean that you would only have two in fight uh, which means that for each being you encounter each breaded being you encounter you only get to make two like a uh, attacks against it basically which uh, as your as your platoon your squadron of bakers oh, i see and like you have to see if that's enough to bring it down in some sense uh, so, so if your battle's not good enough like you can only pick off the weaker monsters with the poorer quality components yeah, I see. absolutely and also you you may you may go up against the bigger ones but basically you only get like a couple of bits that you manage to to hack off their surface before having to run away you know tail between your legs with with those uh with whatever little bits you manage to take off the surface when yeah this i like it i think whatever the final score is of your baked good at the end is what like hollywood pays you in gold and perhaps you can then yeah spend that for better weapons or like bakery items which give you extra boosts in future okay then um is there anything else we need to add we've got our baking we've got our hunting um so i think i think the other thing i'd say about abomination so i've been i've been thinking about this a little bit so i think um i think abomination doesn't actually come from the ingredients in the in the cooked items yeah i think abomination is like you failing a roll on the 2d6 that makes sense yeah when you're doing the baking yeah yeah so an outright fail uh means you don't get to uh move either of the stats and it means that you you create abomina- an abomination instead and i think a mixed success is you get to move one point and a full success is you get to move let's say two or three points okay then tom i think we should probably head to table all right let's do it let's head to table Welcome back, everybody. Tom, are you ready to play 
our Great British Bake Off RPG. I am. Speaking of which, we could do with a name for this. Mm, yes. How about, instead of Mad Max, like, Mad Meringue or something? <laughs> yeah. How about Breadly Encounter? Breadly Encounter is very good. Um, or, um, like, Brawl and Bake? Or is there, is there a word that rhymes with bake that means, like, to fight or to survive? Bake. Steak, fake, rake, shake, take, wake, hake, the fish. No, Mm. the river's dried up long ago. (laughs) Absorbed by the great flower mountains of the east. (laughs) It could be like the great British apocalypse or something. Mm, mm, uh, The great British cake-tastrophe. Cake-tastrophe's pretty good. How about just Great British Bake Off? Season 13. <laughs> that is quite good. I do like that. Or... How about Attack on Tort Tartan? That's very good. Or the Great British Armour Breden? Yeah, maybe we shouldn't mess with Great British Bake Off in the name. Maybe we should leave that as it is and just have, yeah, Great British Bake Off Armour Breden. I think that could work. Yeah? You, you happy with that? Let's do it. Great British Bake Off Armour Breden. Okay, well then, Tom, are you ready to play the Great British Bake Off Armour Breden? I certainly am. Have you created a baker? I have indeed. I am Anita Biscuitbane. <laughs> okay. Hovis Knight Supreme of the Battenberg Squadron. Wow. Uh, I'm okay. one of Paul's most trusted lieutenants. Uh, I would serve him in this life and next, always and forever. Um, <laughs> I was but young during the Great Civil War when he overthrew Mary, uh, and mm. I'll follow that man to the grave. Uh, with, with my with my five stat points, I've got two in baking and three in battling. I also think, could I... You know, we talked about, like, uh, we could end up using those points we gain to get some, like, powerful items and such. Could I introduce maybe one item that I already have? Uh, yeah, I'll say you can have one item. Yep. I like to think, when I was first appointed my post as uh, leader of, of my squadron, Paul gifted to me uh, a mighty helmet known as the breadbasket, oh, which is mostly... Nice like a bread bin that's been like repurposed with like a, a strap across it uh, under my chin. Uh, and I think maybe that could give me one armour, if you're okay with that, to like reduce all incoming damage by one. Okay, perfect. Yeah, one armour. I am cool with that. Yep. Fantastic. So other than that, your squad will be uh, will be equipped with just regular bread knives. Yep. Um, the established, uh, the established weapons of the Knight of Hovis. I think I've got, I've got like a bread knife longsword. It's like a, <laughs> a good three, three and a half feet long, maybe. Okay, and that will deal a, a normal one d six damage okay. uh, across you and you and the squadron yep. for that, uh, that that attack. So yeah, our, our scene starts in the in the muddied fields of uh, of, of Colchester. The city is uh, dilapidated now. Um, people are uh, stood around uh, burning oil drums, uh, warming <laughs> their hands. Um, piles of rubble everywhere, and and the great uh, normal kind of you know normally these 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 Roman walls that surround the city have been extended up to to be you know maybe 50, 60 feet tall. And you can see them from, from everywhere, everywhere in the the city. City, yeah. they, they cast a long shadow over over the, the center of this town, the remaining distance. Um, and uh, the the great horns have have blared, announcing that uh, that all citizens of uh, the city of Colchester are due to, to to arrive at the town hall in the the great the great town square that, that extends beyond it to hear a, a new speech from from their king and lord Paul Hollywood. Oh yes, 
the, the Knights of Hovis are in, are in the front. You're arranged in orderly columns. Um, and in front of those, his, his core lieutenants, uh, including you, Anita, are, uh, are, sort, of, are sort of kneeling uh, up to this, this balcony ahead, this dais. My king! Coming out uh, first, uh, you see on a chain, clinking forwards, bells rattling, rattling on his head, is, is Noel Fielding... Uh, <laughs> coming out i can't do a good noel fielding voice he basically oh, says i think uh, you just gotta speak a bit like this maybe uh, um all right everyone um hello nice to see that you uh, all made it um announcing your your lord and uh king paul hollywood hooray um and uh like the the royal guard like slam their uh bread spears on the on the ground uh in like a in succession uh, and the cheer goes up from the crowd as paul hollywood emerges from the 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 entrance ways to his uh his thing in in, in his finery his livery and he looks down on you you all the, the assembled crowd and he's like uh everyone it's that time of year again you know it i know it we've all come to to celebrate this time of year it's the start of uh Season 13 of the Great British Bake Off. Yes! Hooray! Yes, yes Paul! <laughs> Just my king! Everyone's going crazy. Um, uh, and to be fair, it's only actually been a year since the first catastrophe happened. <laughs> it's remarkable that he's, uh, everything's gone so shit. So in much has happened. Year. And in one year, he's already like, built a, a, a bustling bastion of safety. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In my head, he has like a, a long coke that's been like knitted together from bread bags. <laughs> yeah it's it, it is it's like that with it lined with like a kind of some kind of ermine or something to give it make it a bit more flashy yeah, and he has a crown but, uh, that's like one of those um cake tins where the bottom pops out that he's like got yeah. over his head and it's been cut into a sort of you know crown design exactly and he uh he's gazing across all of you and you can also see that he's uh, he's lost one eye and you know he lost this in the civil war so he looks a bit more grizzled a bit more hardened um with his eye patcher over over one eye nice. and he says uh knight's lieutenant of hovis it's uh your time to prove yourselves you will be uh the main contestants in this year's great british bake-off uh, and he sort of looks down uh, at you anita and uh, he's like anita you in particular um You've uh, proved yourself already to be an excellent contestant in my in my baked goods apocalypse. I just like bow my head, like thank you, my leash. I think you should be able to uh, prove yourself again. So, as always, the uh, the first week's challenge is to to head out into the wilds, retrieve as many baked goods as you can, and we will be starting with something simple this week. Uh, I just want to see how you can get on with a uh, Victoria sponge, everybody. And he sort of, uh, uh, like, Noel Fielding uh, unravels like this, this, like, a uh, proclamation. And it's like, it just sort of has Victoria Sponge written, like, down, down the thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, if uh, if there aren't any questions, uh, each, of, uh, each of my lieutenants will be heading up a, a squadron of, of 12 of the lesser knights. Uh, please assemble yourselves accordingly. Um, and if we're all ready, I think it is time to open the gates. I do one of those cool whistles with my hand that shepherds do, but I can't do. I like summon my troops and they start to emerge around me. These, these mighty 12 uh, of, my, of my fiercest warriors. 
hardened individuals all uh, a year ago maybe less they were all of them including yourself uh, uh bakers uh one and all you know perhaps had jobs in greggs uh some of them were sort of finer uh bakers <laughs> but uh you know like one of them was just behind the counter at uh, the local sainsbury's yeah just on his his summer holidays he's now hardened he's got a huge scar down his left side of his his face um and so, yeah, the uh, the gates, uh, the, like uh, you assemble up, uh, you you had your your armor and, uh, and and knives handed out, and yeah, your your squadron along with the others are sent out into the into the wilderness. I think we we stop first and we sort of gather around a table, uh, and I roll out this sort of um, worn parchment map of the region, and I'm like, all right, Battenbergs, let's keep this short and simple. I don't want any funny business out there. Let's get our ingredients and get back. We're going to start off on the flower dunes. There, we're going to get something for some nice texture. And from there, we'll move to the jam swamp, see what we can find. No risks. Keep an eye on each other's backs. And let's win this technical challenge. So, yeah, as you're heading out of the gate, and another squadron is is, uh, is leaving at the same time, headed up by a fierce rival of yours. Uh, and the uh, winner of, uh, of of season six is um, uh, Great British Break Off, uh, Nadia Hussein, oh, who, uh, Nadia, who is sort of... Uh, the golden <laughs> child. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Nice, uh, nice squadron there, Ankita. Where did you get them? Uh, the nursery? Fuck off. <laughs> a little bit wet behind the ears, don't you think? I just, uh, I shout to you, I'm like, let's get the wagons ready. And shout, like, they pull up, there's a, a big, uh, like, VW camper van, all full of, like, knives and stuff as well, that, like, it looks very Mad Maxy, but it's got, like, a, a spiked <laughs> grill put on it, and we all jump in, whooping and hollering, like, woo, yeah, come on. <laughs> Nadia like like uh, snarls and uh, and like heads off to her own uh, like fleet of dune buggies that she she she's got um uh, one of the her riders sort of hanging from a, a weird antenna pole on top that flops either way <laughs> <laughs> and yeah you both plow off and as you head out the gates turn different directions uh, and as you say you uh you you swiftly find your way out um the the outer plates of the of the the city have been electrified for for this time to to keep away to drive away the breaded goods um and uh, as you you head out you can you can hear this this horrifying static from the outer walls uh and you're the final uh squadrons out the gates like you hear this chung 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 as they they clang shut behind you and the static sound of the of the uh the electrified walls like cuts cuts off and you're 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 on your own uh, out into these things your vw counter fans uh like both plowing off down the the wastelands uh although it's only been a year everything out here is is horrific the trees are all dead the roads are, are cluttered with burnt out cars uh it, it takes about a uh, several hours travel but but sure enough you soon reach the outer edges of the the flower the flower dunes uh these vast rolling expanse of of bright white flower uh the the weather is hot here um uh, for some reason the 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 grebbish break-off catastrophe seems to have led to rampant climate change the climate here is more like now um that of the uh, uh the outback of australia constant beating heat mm. um and the the flower dunes are so bright there's this white brightness uh you're you're very easily blinded by the brightness you have to put on these these special like uh black goggles yeah. to uh to be able to see anything i pull up a bandana around my neck uh, to cover my mouth from the sort of flower spinning around and i uh tell the the driver to to slow the van down and i sort of 
pull open the door and crawl up onto the roof with some uh, some binoculars I have. And I'm looking out across the waste. I'm looking for any sign of life beneath the flower. Um, I know some of the mm. creatures here tend to sort of lie dormant underneath the flower. I'd like to try and get the jump on them and sort of drive in and, and, and attack in early, earlier, sooner than later. Let's have that be a roll, even though we don't really have mechanics for it. Let's just have you roll 2d6 uh, and see how well you, you do. Okay. I guess a nine, a partial success. Okay, I think you do spot, like, you're not entirely sure what it is, but you spot over near one of the dunes where you, you're sort of, like, uh, have this spyglass cra- tracking across the, the the dunes, and you suddenly see, like, where you see movement, like a flash of movement uh, at the top of one of the dunes, and then it seems to fall down the far side of a dune. Uh, but you didn't get really a good look at what it was, but it looked possibly quite big. Okay, I'm going to sort of, uh, I've got some secret hand signals to my squad to sort of show what I've, I've seen, and I, I gesture them to, to pull up a harpoon uh well a harpoon is actually like a whisk where like some of the prongs have been pulled out okay and, and, I, and I, impressive and i load it up and i say <laughs> i say all right some of us are gonna move it on foot oh yeah let's come around with the van and get ready with the harpoon to pin it down i don't want it diving again i draw on my bread knife longsword and i'm like come on knights let's go Okay, you are uh, you you are uh, you find yourself tracking across the waste um, uh, and and getting closer, uh, like driving along, and and you feel a faint rumble below your your feet. Here we you're go. walking or you're in your car. We're in the van, I think. You're in the van. Okay, the the van begins to rattle uh, violently, uh, and you you hit the, the the gas a bit, I guess, um, to get some speed up. Uh, and immediately bursting out behind you becomes this this vast uh, spout, this geyser of of chocolate. Uh, you, you've seen this stuff before, like it, it's molten chocolate, oh uh, and it fires past um, over you, over the van, and immediately coming back out of uh, like behind it, you see kind of monstrosity you've seen before, uh, a pane of chocolate. Um, this Very horrifying good. baked creature is this kind of thinly baked uh, exterior you can see humanoid faces pushing out from behind the this this thin golden brown exterior in screams of agony it immediately tries to immediately burrow back under the the uh, the flower to, to follow you uh, and try and try and get down what what do you do i uh, i wish i say harpoon now keep it up okay roll the roll the 2d6 all right here we go it's a 10 Oh wow! Uh, in which case you uh, take uh, no harm. The the spurt of uh, of of chocolate uh, goes that way. Roll a roll. I'll say for the harpoon, it's one d four, but you will restrain it if you if you hit. Okie dokie. Uh, that is only two damage. Okay, so uh, this whisk like flies true, slams into the side of the uh, the pane of chocolate, and this thing is uh this thing is is uh, captured. It's being dragged along with the. The, the van unable to dive uh, and it screams in pain it's it's trying to swing around you uh, around the side it's trying to like use its speed on the surface to to move around you maybe try and wrap around you with the the harpoon um so what's the what's the next maneuver for your group i'm then going to give a command to my uh mortar troops that are aligned back uh to fire some flower mortars i'm very aware that this thing like molten sticky chocolate we do not want that uh, all over us we're going to try and clump it together with some flower mortars as we launch these at them okay wow okay roll the 2d6 again uh this time it's only a four i failed oof gosh okay in that case the uh the pain of chocolate will unleash its uh its hail of uh, of violent chocolate uh like it, it slams into the side of the van and the, the van is kind of knocked um sideways like it's, it's on two wheels it's sort of like a uh knocked sideways uh, uh 
the the back windows have smashed out chocolate washed through them uh, hitting several of your of your allies for a total of four damage Ooh. with your armor right that key. comes down to down to three so you've lost uh, three of your uh, my brightest and best of your squadron I'm like no as the, the molten chocolate like pours through the van yep. boiling them from within the two of them get knocked out of the van but one of them is just in the back screaming in pain uh, as he's uh, he's like dissolving in this in this chocolate uh, what, what do you do as your next action uh, I'm just going to draw my bread knife longsword and I'm going to run along its flank and just try and cut its pastry sides open Okay, so I think you. I think the harpoon, uh, the harpoon thing has become taut. It's kind of wrapped a little bit around. You're literally running along the tightrope of the the harpoon wire to get onto the the back of the thing, uh, and you've brought out your bread knife. Roll, uh, roll two, two d six. There we go. That's a ten. Oh, wonderful. Roll one d six. Five. Oh wow! Uh, with one fell soup, your 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 brethren already suffering, uh, falling at the side. One of your friends are now trying to drive uh, at the same level so that you can run along this this tightrope while it's uh, taut. In that second, you rush across, dive onto the back of this thing, plunge your bread knife deep, uh, and run back along the side of the thing. Chocolate spilling out across the side of these dunes. The thing screams in pain one final time. You leap off uh, and roll across the sand dune, taking no harm. Um, and the creature like splutters and falls uh, and rolls to the side, dead. Apparently, your van like uh, pulls to a halt, dragging it only a little further. You now have. Uh, the remains of this this maybe 20 foot long uh, pane of chocolate I think my, my team is sort of whooping and hollering but I come over and I just smack across the face my mortar launcher people I was like what the <laughs> hell was that you think that's funny look Greta's dead Greta's dead and that's on you learn to fucking aim or I'll replace you <laughs> Oh God! I, I, I'm so sorry. I, I, we we thought we had him in sight. He he, he veered left. You, you saw. You thought I, I, wrong. If you mess that <laughs> up again, you're gonna be my jam filling. <laughs> they they look they look shocked and appalled. They 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 look uh, they look down, abashed, ashamed. Um, like I wipe some of the chocolate from my face and I pull out like a smaller knife and I'm like, "All right, guys, let's harvest." Okay, so the ingredients you get have a total of four moistness. Okay. Two flavouring and uh, one texture. Okay, cool. We've lost a lot of time there. The van's busted. This is going to really slow us down. We're going to have to split up. All right. You four, and I gestured at four of my sort of more trusted people. I said, I need you to go hunt out something of some stronger texture. I don't know. Maybe try out near the woods. There's There's been rumours of something out near there. The rest of us, we're going to head down to the jam swamps and see if we can start working on that filling. Okay. So I will detract four from my HP as four of them have been, have yeah. been sent off. Just roll, just roll 2d6 to see how the other squadron does, and I'll, I'll bear that in mind. Okay. Uh, it's a six, a partial success. A six is actually a full fail, I'm afraid. Oh, damn it! <laughs> okay, sorry. So I think, I think we might have played this a little bit wrong, actually, in the fight there. So let's say that the battle is just a, a plain add to your 2d6s. So in this case, oh. we will say that... We will say that the three uh, added to the six becomes a partial success. So you'll get you'll get something out of it, uh, and we'll say that yeah, your your plus three means that you're pretty damn good at fighting. Yeah, uh, the baking is like how many adjustments you can make. So right, yeah, how many yeah. rolls you can make at that. At of that course, point. I've got to add. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, also, I don't think we've properly defined the rules, but we have now. <laughs> we, are, we are done. You know, this is sometimes what you get in playtesting. You realise that you didn't make a game. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so you head to the to the the great uh, jam swamps. These horrifying, bubbling, uh, noxious fumed wastes uh, that seem to occasionally, as you sort of pass by these the the landscape, you can see what appear to be bodies floating in the in the in the jam distance. Uh, sometimes they look at you with open eyes, hauntingly. Uh, and sure enough, you find your way to to a sort of uh, to a thin island um, in the in the distance. Uh, and actually, what you can see here um, up ahead is Nadia um, and her squadron. They're they're all scattered around, dead. Um, except Nadia is is just about clinging to life. Um, like she's she's sort of like is is pinned against a, a tree, seemingly like a, a like she's been slammed against it by by something, um, and she sort of seems to be partly impaled on some dried out branch. Oh God! Uh, s- stuck out, and she sort of she sort of looks up at you and she's like, "Anita, is that you?" My, my name's Anita, but I'll- s- sorry, a- Anita, is is that you? Oh God, Nadia! And I rushed over. And I'm like, "Hang on, hold on, it's gonna be okay." Uh, Oh God! Get me some plastic wrapping over here. <laughs> She's like, it, it's it's too late for me. Don't say that, Nadia. Come on. There's there's something big in the swamp. You, I I don't know if you can take it. I'm gonna pull out. <laughs> I've got an icing bag of adrenaline in my pocket, and I just sort of like push into her side and and squeeze out the adrenaline or whatever that stuff is that gives people a little boost. She, uh, she like she like coughs uh, violently and she sort of like wakes up for a moment. She's like, she's like, she like she like looks almost over your shoulder as you as you as you push things. She's like, for a second she's like, thank you, and then she looks over your shoulder and she's like, oh god, oh god, run, run, and you can hear behind you this kind of like, shloop, 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 uh, and there's something bubbling up horribly from the the jam. I think I um. I just was just like, get Nadia out of here, quick. And just like with a my helmet bread basket has uh, shutters on it, like a real bread bin. And I pull it down, it's like a visor. And it's got some eyes wow. cut in it. And I draw my bread knife longsword and I charge forwards towards the creature. Uh, yeah, so pulling up out of the, the ground comes this this vast muffin-shaped uh, bulbous creature that you recognise as the legendary red violence cake. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, blood separating from its bulbous form, oozing in every direction. It lets out this almighty roar, uh, and its its muffin form bursts forwards like uh, the end of Akira, Tetsuo's arm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it just flies forwards right at you and attempts to engulf you in this horrifying red muffin mixture. Uh, yeah, roll 2d6 to see how you're... I'm going to attempt to kind of like sidestep and, and slice off the arm as it comes past me and i roll okay. an eight plus three for an 11 oh wow perfect yeah you you do exactly what you said uh, your team is like pulling back uh nadia uh and like they're all like shocked at how nimble you are uh you sidestep like just tear through this entire arm it lets out another scream as like this big like lump of it falls onto the island um making a bridge between uh the island and it it itself what do you want to do well first my damage for that attack was three oh yeah it's uh it's it's looking somewhat wounded but but still going fairly strong um uh, yeah it uh it like plows forward this bow wave of of jam uh, and it's like it's like forming like a an opening inside itself, like a, a large indentation seems to be forming into this kind of bready maw, this mouth, uh, and it's coming to try and like engulf you in it. I think I am going to 
run straight at it and I'm going to try and jump straight into the moor and like cleave my way through the back of its mouth like emerge from the other side wow okay let's see you let's see you roll I get a 7 plus 3 is a 10 there's no stopping a neater Jesus okay let's see what uh, damage you do my family was murdered by biscuits I grew hard <laughs> on the streets of Colchester another 3 damage wow that's uh, that's short bread <laughs> um uh, three damage. Uh, the thing is looking badly, badly wounded now. You plunge through the back of it, like it's trying to form this more to engulf you. But you just like you just like stab the knife all the way through the back of it, uh, and like and like plunge back out onto the other side, um, like like making almost a raft of muffin for yourself as you go. Uh, you're now like like floating on this raft of muffin, um, like on the the jam behind it. It's trying to pivot back. It's kind of actions have been slowed. Uh, and it comes at you uh, once again uh, with with a kind of like a, a formed fist that it's made to punch down onto you. I am going to. Uh, I've got a a baking tray uh, attached to my back, and I sort of pull it off as a, as a shield, and I hold it up to try and like take the worst of the blow as I pull a rolling pin out from a sort of offhand holster, and I'm going to throw <laughs> it spinning into like the uh, the face of this creature. Wow. Okay, uh, yeah, roll uh, roll those 2d6. 8 plus 3 again, there's no stuff in me, another 11. Jesus. Okay, you, uh, yeah, you, you fairly easily t- like throw this rolling pin as hard as you can. Roll the damage. It's a 6. Oh, Jesus. Your rolling pin flies with such speed um, and, like, perfect precision. It flies through these kind of cluster of eye-like formations on the on the front of this this creature like just straight into the middle of them uh, it lets out this horrifying scream uh, but like the rolling pin where it's stuck in like there's this spurting kind of red jam-like fluid spurting out every direction it staggers back onto the island uh, and falls over impaling itself on the tree that uh, Nadia was just was just on top of um, and and yeah the, the thing is felled it's it's completely dead uh, <laughs> uh, and sure enough your people like your your squad is cheering uh you took that with no damage or harm um and yeah they, they've managed to pull nadia back as well there's a reason why i'm a legend in these parts and i rush over to nadia and i pull out uh some of that like just roll short crust pastry sheets and i um <laughs> yep. i stick them over nadia's wound and i get like a little mini blowtorch and i try and like <laughs> bake it over the wound she's like uh oh that was incredible why did you save me i say we're all in this together we're humans. I, I, I can't think of anything more cool to say. She, she just looks up at you with like a newfound um, sense of honour and, and pride. And she sort, of, she sort of clasps your hand. And I think she says, for the Knights of Hovis. Hominy Vis. She like she like lets out a cheer. Hominy Vis! Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, and, easy uh, there. That wound's still fresh. Well, I guess we better get those ingredients and, and take them back. Seems like your squad's going to win this, I guess. I say, well, once this is done, let's discuss this over a piece of cake. And I uh, whistle <laughs> to my cheap scan. I'm like, all right, guys, I want you to bottle up some of that jam from the swamp. I'm going to see what's inside this beast. And I pull out my knives again. And I start tearing it open. Okay, they, they get some uh, they get some jam. Uh, and the ingredients you get from this massive red violence cake are uh, a two in moisture, mm-hmm. a five in flavour. Fantastic. And a two in texture. Brilliant. 
I'm like, I, I look up at the, the setting sun. I'm like, we don't have much time. We need to get back before nightfall. Otherwise, those winged cookies will be out. <laughs> yeah, flying cookies are a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, you 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 reconvene at the area where you were due to meet Jake uh, and the the sub squadron. Um, only Jake is there. Uh, he's spattered with 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 blood. You can see that he's like half his armor seems to have dissolved. Um, like, and his his arm is like looks ragged and like burnt horribly on the side. He seems to have like tried to uh, like dust himself in flour to get rid of the worst of it. But it seems like he's been sprayed with some horrifying acid. I see. And he's dragged back a a, a, a like a, a, a like a couple of sacks as well that he has he's next to him. He's sort of like, he's like a, you guys made it. I, I thought it would be too much to ask. Jake, where are the others? They are, uh, he sort of like has this far away stare. He's like the, the sourdough man. And it, it was too acidic. We just couldn't, we just couldn't take God it. God damn it. Well, at least you're okay, I guess. Come on, we better get back. It just dissolved them. It just, it just swallowed them whole, just dissolved them into there was nothing left look at my hand and he sort of reveals his hand at this point which is now just this this mangled dissolved mess oh god uh, he looks at it in horror he's covered it in flour so the dissolving seems to have stopped but it's uh he's he's like got this deep pained look as he stares down at it just in horror he's like ah, i brought you back some sourdough though and sure enough, you have some sourdough, which has moisture zero, uh, flavour one, and texture three. Fantastic. Uh, and he's like, uh, can we go back to Colchester now? Yeah, Jake. Let's head home. And sure enough, I think we, we return to the city gates. Uh, and yeah, the, the gates, uh, the gates uh, swing open, uh, and you're, you're welcomed back into the city with cheers and hollers from the citizens. Uh, they're all delighted to see that the, the, the VW van is loaded up with vast um, panions and, and bags and huge sacks of, of bits of these, these breaded monstrosities. Sure enough, you soon arrive at the, the, town, the town hall and, and main kitchens, uh, and Paul Hollywood is... Uh, is there, and he's like, uh, well, did you find everything you need for uh, the technical challenge? Sire, yes, I uh, I got what we required, but it was a, a great price to pay. There always is in baking. There's uh, always uh, losses incurred. Can't make a cake without breaking a few eggs. Oh. <laughs> he laughs to himself. You're, you're very wise, <laughs> my leash. Uh, he's like, um... Nadia, I see that your squadron completely failed. Um, I'm going to mark you down. No ingredients returned. Um, let's see how you and your squadron can bake. Obviously, the loser, as with every year, will be fed to my Danish. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> Nadia kind of looks horrified. I got uh, Why is it just me and Nadia baking? Uh, Nadia, Nadia is sort of like, yeah, only you and Nadia are allowed into the kitchen to do the, to do the baking. Although there are, there are three other squadrons returned as well and they're lieutenants. Okay, I'm going to, while, while no one's looking, I'm going to try and, uh, pass Nadia a couple of my, like, second tier ingredients. You know, not my best stuff, obviously, but I just want to help give her a fighting chance. And you can subtract however much you want from your, your moistness, fullness and, uh, flavouring and, uh, texture. Damn it. All right, I'll, to give I'll to take her. one off of each. Wow. Okay. She looks at you with like a great thanks in her eyes. Uh, she's got like one small sack that you, you've sort of handed her. She's like, um, I, did, I did manage to get some ingredients, uh, Paul. Uh, I, I should be able to bake something up, I'm, I'm sure. She sort of tries to smile. Um, and Paul's like, 
All right, well, let's see how you do. The other squadrons have got stuff as well. Uh, obviously, there can only be one loser and, and one winner who will be uh, appointed to be my new general in the, the Knights of Hovis. Oh, God, I want that. <laughs> okay, Tom, my ingredients so far, I have uh, a total, after also deducting one from each one to give to Nadia, I have a total moistness of five, a total flavouring of seven, and a total texture of five. So I have a sum Ooh, total of good. 17, um, and the, the difference between my highest and lowest is two. That's very, good. very you are, good. You are already in a pretty solid position here. Um, so yeah, you are able to make two checks, uh, if you wish, to this uh, to this thing to see if you can adjust the uh, the flavouring and moistness and texture around a bit. So maybe it's that a success lets me add one to a stat, and maybe a partial success is that I can. So the way it would go normally is that the a full success allows you to reassign two uh, and plus one to everything. Ah, right. And a partial success uh, just allows you to reassign uh, two. That points. makes sense. I like that. Okay. Well, baking check number one. Uh, so I don't add my two, right? That's just the number of attempts no, I can no, no. make. Okay, well, I've got an eight, so that's a partial success, so I can reallocate, as it were. Um, yep. So in that case, I'm going to move a flavouring to texture, so it's now five, six, six, instead of five, seven, okay. five. Um, but there's no point doing any more. So now I'll take my second bake check here. You don't have to take the second bake check. If you want to, you can. Oh, if I fail, do I lose? If you fail, you will create an abomination. I see. <laughs> like part of your part of your thing. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to risk it. I'm, I'm, I'm already ahead with these great ingredients. I don't want to risk throwing everything off here. And so I'm going to leave it there with uh, five, okay. six, six, total of seventeen minus one for the difference for a final score of sixteen. Okay. Uh, so I just rolled for Nadia. She did very well and got a ten which means she is able to add one to everything. So she's got two in each stat, which means she gets a total of a six overall. Uh, and then the others, let's see how the uh, three other squadrons did. So one of them outright fails uh, and cooks a, a horrifying abomination. Oh, the other ones do very well and got a total of an 11 there. They got a total of 14. Uh, and finally... The, uh, also fail so there are so baking's going on paul hollywood's wandering around uh and he goes to one of the the tables uh the people and they, they seem to have like been cooking a thing and uh he's like uh he he tastes like a little bit of their batch he's like is that lavender <laughs> <laughs> and he the other part the other the other squadron's like um oh god i i didn't mean to he says you know how I feel about lavender. And he just like draws from his sheath a bread knife and just immediately cuts the, uh, across the carotid artery of this guy who's spurting blood everywhere uh, and screams. He's like, Noel, take him away. Sure thing. Uh, I'll do that now then. <laughs> and just drags away this corpse. And uh, yeah, Paul sort of is uh, uh, like looks around uh, and the remainder bake their goods and they're all presented on the front. These Victoria sponge cakes that you've all made uh, and paul hollywood uh goes through them testing them one by one two of them have horrifying abominations on them one of them is it's trying to lift one of the like the squadron command like the squadron guys trying to hold down the top of it but it keeps trying to open it the side of it the the jam the jam filling <laughs> as though it was like this sticky mouth to speak and it like just seems to be wanting to say like strange uh words like a a foul smell upon the purple wind to the east why have you created me (laughs) 
So he's just trying to like hold down with one hand the thing. And Paul's like, can you take your hand off the uh, Victoria sponge, please? Uh, and he does. And the thing like, let's let's almighty scream. And it's like, Bollywood, us baked items are coming for you. We know what you did. Um, and, and Paul's like, uh, not very good. Going to give that uh, a three out of ten. Um, <laughs> uh, he sort of goes through the other sponges. And he's like, uh, stops in Nadia's. He's like, not your finest work, this Nadia, but uh, looks like there's a little bit of skill to it. Uh, sort of cuts it open, takes a bite. Yeah, pretty well-rounded cake. Uh, nothing too fancy. Pretty solid, I'd say. Nice. Uh, he heads onwards. And finally he comes to yours. And he's like, uh, well, Anita, have you done me proud again? My finest lieutenant. Looks pretty good. Uh, solid. Nothing, not too much embellishment, but looks looks good. Smells good oh, too. Thank and you, he, uh, sire. He, he like slices it open and uh, and takes a, a bite of a slice. He's like, mm. now that's a perfect cake. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> yes. And he, he, he holds yes. out his hand for the handshake. <gasps> no. I, I yeah. My hand is is, is trembling as, as, as I take his, his hand. I think we all know what goes on here. You are my new general. And he shakes your hand and he's like, uh, you with a speaking cake. Report to the Danish. <laughs> Report. <laughs> and the guy, the other guy like, is like, no, no. And, uh, and Mel and Sue like grasp him under the arms. And like, pull him uh, away. What's one last pun they can make about a, about a Danish? Uh, I think Sue's like, now, now, it's not all bad. We all like a bit of Danish in us sometimes. And the, uh, Mel's like, oh, Sue. No. They, they head off, marching this guy screaming down the corridor. Uh, and yeah, sure enough, you have won season 13 of The Great Yay. British Bake Off. Tom, thank you so much for running our game. I think that worked rather well. Yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of uh, of story there to unpack. There definitely I is. Think I think that's the biggest downside. Is there's so much, there's so many cool elements to develop there. That I think we couldn't really do it much justice in the time we had. But I definitely like the idea of like assembling a party of like hardened um, cake hunters. Uh, I think like with, with just more time, we could refine this even further. Like we've got the bare bones of it here, and like a really a slightly more developed crafting system maybe yeah some more thoughts on how to how to play combat on that but like the basic makeup of this game is uh or should i say bake up <laughs> oh my uh is is pretty pretty solid i like it yeah it just needs a little longer in the oven uh, oh tom <laughs> well everyone i hope you have enjoyed today's episode perhaps uh, if you did you could uh leave us a review or wherever you found us on itunes or elsewhere that would be for us the icing on the cake <laughs> um just time as always to thank the band call me malcolm for their their music which you heard in the intro middle tro and outro uh and if you like their stuff you can check them out on callmemalcolm.bandcamp.com that's another episode that's a wrap isn't it, it is Tom? indeed thanks so much again everyone feel free to follow us on twitter or give us a like on facebook or whatever for any news on any upcoming episodes thanks so much for listening and uh, see you again next week See you, everyone. Bye. Bye.